Colin, I ask everybody the exact same question when they come on the podcast. What is one of the simplest decisions that you've made in your business that has made all other decisions easier? Post every day. Post every day. Post every on day. social media. Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. So I'm a big uh, Instagram storyer. Okay. Um, so I'm like a person that I guess you could say my face is kind of attached to all my businesses. To the brand. Yeah. Which is not a bad thing. Yeah. It's yeah. it's and I love it too. I'm very passionate about every business I'm in. So every day I show up on Instagram and like you'll see me post my morning routine. You'll see me post the sunrise. You'll see me post a motivational quote. I'll be like taking a walk, drinking coffee, fired up, like just chatting about stuff. So like, how, is that you? Are doing that all yourself? Your team's not doing any of that? Yeah, I do everything myself. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's nuts. I, I, I love stories, bro. Really? I have a very deep and intimate connection with most of my followers. So no like, way. Yeah, like I build it up with first health, you know, uh, my routine. They dive into every aspect of my life every day. So like I just show up for them every day and post every day. So I would say just from like my reels that are gaining virality or YouTube, when people come to my Instagram within a three month period, bro, they feel like they're my good friend. How many followers do you have on Instagram? Uh, right now I have like 900 K, uh, but a lot of that was celebrity giveaway. Yeah, giveaway stuff. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right now I'm actually reversing that. That's exactly getting... what we're doing. Yeah. Here. And it took us about four months, even longer than that. If my creative director is listening, yeah. I literally have a VA that's going in and unfollowing all of those people. Me too. And it only in the past 60 days have we finally seen the trend reverse. Yeah. Because it made our engagement garbage previously. But now finally we've seen and now our engagement's been going up into exactly. the right for the past Exactly. Few so I actually started another account uh, called The Real Colin Yerkeson for my reels. Oh, cool. And so we just post did all Did you do my... the real R-E-E-L? No, I did That would be funny if you did I didn't even realize that. That was a good idea. Yeah. But anyway, I post like every single day on there from YouTube, long format we repurpose uh you know all my old clips that i posted on my main account we're just throwing them up there and it's growing organically like crazy like we had a video hit one hundred twenty thousand uh with only two thousand followers is, so is that where you're putting all your stories uh no no okay. stories are on the main one and then just all reels on that other one and i have teams do that for so me so what's the point because i'm curious for myself and other people yeah. listening to this we have like a full media department i think yep. we have 12 people there right now and we're always systemizing why put the reels on the, the other channel? What because it? it's a brand new account. So there's no, you know, it hasn't been uh, messed up by the algorithm yet sure. with what we've done to it. So it doesn't have any fake followers whatsoever. I started at zero and it's literally gained traction just completely organically. Do you know how many followers that it has? It has like 2030. I started it like two months ago. Nice. That's um, not bad. And and yeah. do, do people like, I don't know if you've tracked or anything. Are you getting like interest leads, deals, anything from Ton. it? Yeah. Really? So basically I, I did a kind of like a test launch for leverage lifestyle before I hired my backend team, which we'll talk about because they're killing it. Uh, I did all leverage lifestyle launches organically myself just through stories and I do one a month. So I'd just be like, Hey guys, uh, you know, the time has come leverage lifestyle is now open. We're taking 10 spots, blah, 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 blah. And I did it on that account on stories just from all the new audience I gained. We had our biggest month just really that from yeah. those people, from those people. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I did a test in the month before I did it on my main account did the same as usual. And then I posted on that new account and man, people were so quick. Was to, it more than the other account or uh, it just was, relatively speaking? Uh, no, we had more people sign up on the new account than the old. Really? Account. Yeah. Wow. And now we're having a lot more, but we have systems in place <laughs> now. Yeah. And uh, for the reels that you're posting, are you doing like uh, unique videos that you're shooting on a reel or is it repurposed stuff from other things that you're yeah, doing? Yeah. So both, okay. uh, right now I just started my YouTube over. Like I literally went from scratch again and it's blowing up right now because I've just, I figured out the way to hack YouTube. You basically, 
use people that are already viral and you put them in your videos and you partner up with them. And it's just a win-win for everyone because you're getting that person on your video for your channel. And then also if you're doing a high production video, they're also getting, you know, more content for them. So I've done that for the past three videos. My YouTube has exploded. We had like 220,000 views this month Wow! Uh, on all long format content. So we're basically taking those viral videos and we're repurposing on my new, uh, or my, my side account for Instagram. And then I also make with my own microphone at home with the tripod. I'll write down on like a Sunday, I'll write down like 10 videos I want to get done. I'll just make them throughout the week. And then I send them to my team and they disperse, you know, the long format repurpose. And then also the ones that I make for reels. As sure. Well. Yeah. That's uh, pretty similar to what we do. Yeah. When you say that you did the new YouTube account, did you just like delete the old one? So or? I archived them all. Okay. Uh, I just unlisted all the videos. And what's cool about that is when you make it public again, it's basically like it's reposted again. So you can basically like, if I, if I want to roll them out again, I can just start slowly adding them back out and it'll look like it's like a new post. And there was a reasoning around doing that change. The same thing with Instagram. Was it just like you were pigeonholed with the algorithm or why'd you make it? I was not clear on my direction of what I wanted to do on YouTube. Uh, I was just kind of just shooting shit all over the place, just seeing what stuck and nothing was sticking just because I was not taking the time to really figure out like what my purpose was on YouTube, why I was creating content. Um, so yeah, I basically just completely started from scratch. Uh, I got my buddy Luke and I interviewed him for a video and then I did a Zermont vlog nice. with all my friends. And you know, they're Jordan, you know, Jordan Welch. Yeah. He was in that video. Luke Belmar's in that video and it just did really well. And then, uh, I was like, shit, am I only going to have good views now if they're only in the video? Yeah. And so I posted my uh, first vlog without anyone viral. Literally none of these guys have big YouTubes or Instagrams, but they all have very good businesses, very good knowledge. And, uh, I went to Mexico with these guys and I posted a vlog of them just interviewing, asking how they got there. You know, how can they provide the most, uh, value to the viewers of my channel and it's at 20k right now so it's i'm in the algo now and yeah. now i'm just i'm sticking to this interview style where i would take someone like you uh i would have you come over we do a boat day i'd interview you we give the best tips and value from your entrepreneurial journey so far and i just put it out there so that's the new that's the theme that's, that's my new with. theme yes and it, it has been incredible watching the people come from my youtube into my instagram now just through that because now i'm adopted you know jordan's audience luke belmar's audience and like they are very viral right now so you know once you hop onto someone's virality it just flows into your into your stuff as interesting well. yeah and so you're the one that instagram that they're all going to is it the new one or the old one uh so i would say both like either they're finding me on the reels on my old one and then they're i have my my in the bio it just says at colin yeah. main account so then they'll come on there i get dms on both i check them both every day but i just story uh on the main one yeah. okay yep Wow, that's nuts. I, I, we really got deep in this, which I'm happy we did because yeah. you started with like posting every single day. And my question for you is like, when you started this uh, back uh, posting on social media, yeah. Were, were you posting in order to eventually get enough attention to make money? Were you posting just to post? Like, what was the thought process you went around when you first started? Mo money was always in the back of my sure, head. Sure, which is sure. nothing wrong why, with that. Why yeah, not? Yeah. yeah. Like, I used to, you know, make Instagram posts of me in college chugging a bottle of vodka. You know, you're not going <laughs> to get any money off that. But basically, uh, it became kind of my diary. And at the, the end goal was, okay, I want to convert these people into money somehow. So uh, when I quit my job, basically, uh, I read this book by Gary 
Gary Vee called Crush It. Yeah. And in there, he t- explains how to start a personal brand. He created that back in 08, before Instagram was even a thing, which is crazy. So he predicted the whole social media wave. And uh, what I did was I was like, okay, I don't even know what the hell my brand is. But Gary told me if I document my journey, what my journey will become my brand. So I just started posting every single day, whatever I was doing, going to the gym. Oh, I just learned this from Grant Cardone. I'm going to post it. Oh, I just watched this credit YouTube video. I'm going to post what I learned. And I just started, you know, having that, that consistent effort of posting every single day, become a habit. And that really started to build trust in my brand and my skill set that I was learning. And then I documented all my failures from all my businesses that I did. And eventually I found credit. I repaired my credit and then I posted how I did it. And then people were like, dude, like, holy shit, can you make content on this? So I started dropping like one minute value videos on Instagram, probably like once or twice a week. And after a month of doing that, I was like well established in the credit space. People were like, yo, do you have a course? Can I pay you for your, your mentorship? I didn't have anything. So that's when I was like, time to make money now. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And honestly, I hear that story a lot of people doing it, which like I said, there's nothing wrong with like, starting out with the idea to monetize it eventually. And right now, obviously, you have three different companies. We'll talk about some of them here in a little bit. And you're in the multiple seven figures. My question for you is, like, I I love organic. I mean, this podcast is organic. I do a bunch of organic YouTube videos. And the other thing is that I do a lot of paid. I'm a big paid guy. Mm -hmm. I love paid ads. I I mean, I'm obsessed with paid ads, I would say. Like for you, um, for your companies, are they primarily growing organically? Do you do any kind of paid traffic? And then why uh, that spectrum on one or the other? Yeah, so they're 100% organic right now, but I'm not opposed to ads and we're getting into ads. So uh, for example, Leverage Lifestyle, I hired a backend team that basically created all the systems in my business. So they run my emails now. We do a thing called Two Step on Twitter where you basically, you know, you post a tweet that says, hey, uh, I flew here in first class for free. If you want this piece yeah comment uh free travel below and we're gonna send you you know the the piece of value and then at the bottom of that piece of value you give them everything and then at the bottom it's like hey if you like more of this book a call here so that's called so is that like a sales page that you're linking them uh yeah it's um it's basically like a um you know a survey and at the the bottom of the survey if they qualify then they book a call so that's a two-step and then we also do that on instagram through reels and through stories so i'll say hey you know rich people use opm they don't pay for anything with their own money if you want to learn how to do this, com- or uh, DM me now, whatever word. And then they comment and then it's automated. So they have DM setters in there and they're just closing. So it's people- so you said automated and DM setters. So is it automated the response? Or they is have the little responses saved in there oh, like where I they see. pop up. But okay. there's people in there in my phone going crazy, like just sending people like the links all the time. And how many um, uh, how many conversations are leading to appointments? Do you know that kind of rate or percentage? Uh, man, on my Slack all the time, I just see the new appointment, new appointment. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know the exact, actually they say it every week. There's like a little thing. It's like, Hey, this is how many we had. This is how many booked. They track everything. Yeah. They're very good. These, these kids are from London. They're like 22, 23. Um, and it's called client catalyst. Okay. I'll just shout them out. But, uh, yeah, they hit me up and the way they closed me was so valuable. I mean, they literally emailed me like five times, like throughout the, like, I don't know, a two week period. And they were just like, dude, this is what you're doing wrong with your business. You don't have this, you know, on your front page. You don't run a VSL. You're not running ads. We can make you this much money. Here's our clients we work with. Here's the testimonials. And after getting hit and hit and hit, I was like, you know what? I'm going to just give this guy a call. 
call him up. He has a whole notion board prepared for me of my entire business, walks me through everything. And I'm just like, dude, you know more about my business than I know. Wow. So like, let, let's do it. Are they paying on a, cause that's a lot of work to get one client. Dude. Is that like I a percentage even, or are they a flat retainer? They do, they do a setup fee, okay. which was pretty cheap. And then they do a 25% uh, profit split on month one. And then even lower on month two. And is it of deals that they're generating? And it's everything that they're doing. All the leads that they've made. And so far in the past three weeks on this new offer that we made for Leverage Lifestyle, they've done 20 grand organically without ads yet. And so now we're doing the webinar. They have this whole webinar that I'm copying. um, And they think with the webinar that we can get Leverage Lifestyle up to at least 100K a month with ads. With ads. That was my next question. You're going to send people to... So so yeah, to your question... I, I do want to run ads uh, for leverage lifestyle. Easy. We can run ads. No problem. There's nothing, you know, sketchy that Facebook doesn't like for Bitcoin mining. That's a problem. Yeah. I've already applied for the crypto ad license thing. We got denied. Um, there's ways we can do it without mentioning like mining and yeah, stuff. Sure. So we're probably going to have to end up doing that. Um, but that's something I definitely needed to do because all of our mining clients come from masterminds, online speaking presentations, podcasts like this. So it's very tricky to get mining clients because it's very high ticket product. Um, and you have to understand a lot about mining to even want to mine Bitcoin. And leverage lifestyle, just because uh, I do want to talk a little bit about the BTC, but yeah. because people on here might not know what it is. Obviously, it's your coaching program. Yeah. Like, what's the overall Yeah, so leverage lifestyle, uh, off of my story in the beginning, I, you know, I, I talked about how I learned credit back in 2019. So I started a company called Credit Class, where I taught people how to leverage credit, build income, and travel the world. And that kind of evolved into leverage lifestyle because I created this crazy lifestyle for myself. I knew the travel hacks you're kind of finding out about now back in 2019 when no one was doing them. And also when, when C19 started, uh, there was no one flying and I had like the airline pass. So I was literally flying all around the world, staying in hotels for 365 days a year. And I was documenting all this. So I, I created the leverage lifestyle. Like that was that lifestyle I was living. So I created a course on how to live the exact lifestyle I was living. Um, and that grew to, I think we now have a thousand fifty students. It's a 1997, uh, course, 2000 bucks, not, not 19 bucks. Uh, and yeah, it's been awesome, man. We, uh, we teach people how to basically scale their business with credit and then also how to live an awesome lifestyle of freedom. And, uh, how many team members are in that company? So we have uh, currently the back end team, uh, which is, I believe they have five. It's like a company that okay. runs it, the back end. And then we have uh, one customer service rep that answers our emails and stuff, does Kajabi, and uh, me for the live calls. I do a live call once a month. Once a month. Yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah, it's a low ticket price point, nineteen ninety seven. Have you ever yeah. thought about increasing that? And so we actually support? we were charging nine ninety seven for a long wow. time, and then I just bumped it up with these guys to nineteen ninety seven, and it, nothing like yeah, nothing closing. happened. Yeah, I think we could just do more. <laughs> I had uh, one of our clients in scaling initiative. I had a call with him yesterday, and I just kept on pushing him to, to charge more and more and more. They're charging sixty eight hundred. Yeah. And finally, that we got him to charge ninety eight hundred, and uh-huh. it's been I think either thirty or sixty days, but uh, they have a higher close rate than wow. they did previously and a higher cash per revenue, cash per contract, yeah. right? So I think we're just going to keep plans. bumping it up. I mean, why not? It, I guess the only thing is your bottleneck or your, I could see the, the, the discrepancy between value and cost starting to shift a little bit above 2000 because once a month coaching calls and uh, like just having someone answer support tickets, I'm not saying that's not valuable, yeah. but when you start getting into what I've at least experienced above $3,000, 
at least what I've seen is there needs to be more support modalities. Sure. Whether it's like a uh, Discord or Telegram we have a Discord. or more coaching calls. Okay. So cool. what we're actually going to do is uh, now that we're on this topic of like the different ways I could go with this, we're actually going to create a four thousand dollar upsell. So okay. it's two thousand to get in, and you have basically the step by step you know credit guide on how to get your personal credit, how to get your business credit, one live call a month. But if you want like guaranteed funding, us holding your hand, giving you exact steps, reviewing your credit file and telling you exactly what to apply for to get you 50, 100K at 0%, we're going to have that upsell for those people. So it's going to be more intensive, more hand-holding, separate chat, better course material, more in-depth. And that's going to be the upsell. Like, we're going to run that webinar. They join for 1997, but then they have, like, a welcome call that also gives them, hey, you know, we think that you should do this with what you're telling us you want to accomplish and then push them into that fourth thousand. Got it. Yeah, that's a low ticket essentially into the high ticket. Is exactly. Yep. Be, yeah. So total, if they do everything, 6K. 6K. Yeah. Got it. And uh, we you mentioned BTC mining a little bit. Um, yep. I have, I think, 35 BTC miners, something like that. Like, so I'm, I'm pretty bullish on nice. BTC mining as well. Yeah. Like, so for you... How did you get into it? Why are you into it? And like, what is the benefits of, of Bitcoin mining? Because yeah. a lot of people don't know what it was. And you and I were kind of chatting about it. Right before sure, we started. sure. Yeah. So uh, when I started making money, I started putting a lot of my money in Bitcoin just because, you know, going through C19, having inflation, uh, you know, I, I started I started doing a lot of research on like, how do I protect my purchasing power? Uh, so I started buying a lot of Bitcoin and then I had my tax bill I was telling you about in 2021. And I was like, why is my tax bill so high? And my accountant's like, well, you didn't have any write-offs. You were buying all of your income, your ordinary income you were using to buy Bitcoin. You don't get write-offs when you buy Bitcoin. I wish you do. Yeah. So, <laughs> but not, you can though. Oh, there you go. I exactly. guess that was a great segue. So, so I started thinking, I'm like, well, I don't want to stop buying Bitcoin. So how do I solve this problem? And uh, I looked into Bitcoin mining and I, and I bring it up to my account. I was like, if I start buying these machines, can I write off the machines since they depreciate over time? And he did some research. He's like, actually, these will qualify for Section 179, which means you could write off 100% of the purchase price of your miners in year one. That was in 2022. They just updated the tax law. So now it's 80% in year one. And then the rest rolls over in the year two. Still great though. Yeah, still so amazing. I basically changed my whole game plan for asset allocation. And I was like, okay, instead of buying Bitcoin, I'm, I'm done buying Bitcoin and I'm just going to buy Bitcoin miners. So I started buying miners for myself. And then I went to dinner with my buddy uh, for Thanksgiving. I hadn't seen him in like three years. Uh, he's one of my high school friends. And we went to high school and college together. It's just been a long ass time. We hadn't seen each other in a while. But I always remembered he loved like Ethereum and he wanted to start Bitcoin mining in 2014 when we were freshmen in college. And uh, everyone thought he was crazy. So I, I pull up to dinner with him and he's like, dude, I, I've been watching your, your Instagram for, I don't know, like a year now. You're absolutely killing it. I love all your Bitcoin content. I see you want to start mining Bitcoin. We should start mining together because my dad has this facility in Pennsylvania where we get like five cents kilowatt energy per hour. Or they're doing Bitcoin mining currently? He was no? doing it for himself, okay. like playing around. He built some miners himself. And he was like, you could use your marketing. You have your brand. I'll do all the infrastructure. I'll run all the back end. I'll do all the operations. And I was like, this is what I've done with every other business I've ran. Let's do it. So we started that in February 2022. We scaled it to $1.5 million in like 13 months all organically and by 1.5 million dollars this is the this is the fee for them to come so basically the only way we make money is we arbitrage the miners so we got really lucky uh with my accountant shout out carlton uh he he, i had him on the podcast too yeah? yeah okay awesome yeah he introduced me to jason less who's the ceo of riot blockchain 
And he, that's the biggest, like, that's the biggest mining company in America, publicly traded mining company. So I got mentorship from him and he gave me his connections to where I get my miners. Interesting. And so we get our miners, you know, marked down and then we just sell them for a little markup to our clients. So you're making the, uh, from the arbitrage of what you're selling to your clients and what you're getting the miner. Correct. Nothing on the actual running of the miner? uh, Well, we, we charge a little bit of the maintenance and I mean, our energy, it's, it's all just like a little 20, like our profit margins, I'll just say right now are 25%. Yeah. We don't make much, Sure. but I started this as a passion project for myself because I needed to buy more Bitcoin anyway. And so now if I can help other people mine, get KYC free Bitcoin, especially with everything going on right now, uh, no exchange rate, uh, no exchange risk, no third party counter risk. I mean, I know you had some run-ins with Celsius. Like you you don't have to deal with this shit anymore. You just buy the miner. It goes straight to your KY, no KYC wallet. Yeah. So it's, it's, yeah, that's what, that's what I have as well. I think you said there was two ways that, that people can do it. One is to buy a miner and the other was to rent it. What were yeah, so we have a started? rental package and then we have an ownership package. So basically when you rent, we own the miners, you're renting that hash rate from us yeah. and you're getting all the Bitcoin allocated to your wallet. We don't take profit splits or anything, but the only difference is you can't write it off. It's yeah, so miner. you guys write it yeah, off. Yeah, we write it off for the guys. business, which is great. Yeah. So I don't get mad if someone buys a rental one because we're just getting more write-offs sure. for us. Uh, and then also our second option is the ownership package where let's say if you sent me 130 grand, you own now five, six miners, and all the mi- all the bitcoins going to you. And for the uh, for the current operating of the miners, right? Because I have miners, and obviously the price of Bitcoin also affects the profitability of the yeah. miners and the electricity on a monthly basis. Like, so are you guys seeing right now your miners are? If they were to liquidate their uh, Bitcoin currently, is it net positive or you break even? Where yeah. So, I mean, at? when you mine Bitcoin, you're really signing up for dollar cost averaging yeah, for four for, years. Exactly. Yeah. It's a four year period. So if you bought Bitcoin today with a hundred grand, you'd have a hundred grand of Bitcoin. If you send a mining company a hundred thousand for miners, you're not going to have shit. It takes, you know, at least it depends how much you invest into your miners and how much hash rate you have, but it takes, you know, let's say a week, two weeks to get your first payout. And the block reward is split amongst the whole pool. And you're basically getting uh, a Bitcoin reward based on how much energy you're contributing to the total pool. Sure. So like for you, if you, you know, you said you have what's 30 miners. Yeah, I think it's it's, it's somewhere around the number 30. Yeah, you're going to see that slowly trickle in, you know, to your offline wallet. But then when the bull run happens and for example, Bitcoin's up, you know, 100% 100% in the past three months from the bottom. So my my mining clients that all signed up on the way down, you know, in the in the bear market, they're like, Colin, like my my holdings has gone up like 100%. Yeah. What's going on? Like this is this is what happens. You know, your Bitcoin will will go up when the price of Bitcoin goes up. Um, so yeah, it's more of a long term game. I would say only do it if you're gonna you know get a write off. You know, obviously, or you've had really bad experience like you with third parties. Um, you know, you got your Bitcoin stolen. You don't trust exchanges anymore. You don't want any counterparty risk. Mining Bitcoin is the best way to get Bitcoin because it's coming straight from the source, the block reward, and it's not passing through anything that's registered with the sec the government i mean it's literally just going to your offline wallet yeah so it's, just it's pretty discreet. amazing yeah it's it, uh, as close as you can get to becoming your actual own bank uh, exactly if you believe in the value of bitcoin obviously. exactly yeah. exactly so i think it's a great stream of passive income if you want to write off and you don't want to deal with all the bullshit of all the corruption the banks the governments all that i want to talk very briefly about your third and final company then i kind of want to talk about your lifestyle and managing three different companies um sure the pros and cons of it yeah but obviously, before we talked, I think you had a trading algorithm software yep. as well. So, like, yep. you want to walk me through? And it's not 
on Forex or crypto, it's actually, I think you said the on S&P like 500. S&P, so yeah. Yep, yeah, so basically uh, I had seen all these Forex traders like on MetaTrader 4, MetaTrader 5, people always post in there like 30% months and stuff. And so I started doing a lot of research and I, and I quickly found out that a lot of these were just Ponzi schemes, like straight up Ponzi's. And uh, I started calling them out on Instagram and through doing that, I had this guy book a call with me for mining and he was interested in getting a miner. And this guy also happened to own this now company that I work with that owns the trading algorithm. Uh, he basically said, Hey, you know, I, I see, you know, all of the things that you've been posting about with Forex. I want to let you try, uh, our software that basically runs on a regulated brokerage account. So trade has been open for 30 years. It's just like Thinkorswim, TD Ameritrade, um, just any regulated brokerage that's regulated by the sec FINRA has FDIC insurance. Those are all my check boxes. Like yeah. I want full control of my money. I'm not sending my money anywhere to some unregulated place in some jurisdiction that you know is where money laundering occurs that's what all these other things were so i'm like okay yeah like if i can just sign up for trade station on my own computer and you're just gonna upload the software on my laptop and i can just turn it on and off he's like yeah that's what it is so i tried it out for a month before i even talked about it and the first month i did twelve thousand dollars in profit trading the software and so i was like holy crap like this is amazing uh if i could if i could roll this out to people and you know let it so People can literally have full control of their money. They can cash out at the end of the day. You end in cash every day. You're trading. You're trading a regulated market, the S and P 500, and uh, futures. The cool thing about futures is it's taxed at 26.7 percent max tax. And Reagan put that uh, into office when when the futures market wasn't doing too well. He wanted to push it forward. So we just like grandfathered that rule in there. And and just to be clear, because. We've said a lot of tax stuff. Neither of us are tax professionals. Neither. These of are us. all things that you have heard from tax professionals. Yeah, hit up Carlton. Yeah, but you guys should talk to a tax professionals before you go. hundred percent. Say, oh well, Ravi uh, and Colin told me that I should buy this. Okay, that's exactly. Yes, good point. Good yeah. point. So yeah, so basically, it just trades futures, S and P mini, uh, and it does awesome. Like last month, I did fourteen point five thousand dollars in profit, and I only turn it on and off. Uh, I actually tried to outsmart the market, as you know, Silicon Valley Bank just collapsed last month and I turned the software off for those three days that that all went down. Those ended up being the most profitable days and I missed out on them. And if I would have left it on the whole month, I would have made 40 grand. Wow. Yeah. Just so like three you days missing, I missed those three days. And then I also turned it off on the FOMC meeting or the fed meeting yeah. and also had a winning day on that day. So like you want max volatility when shit's breaking that's a good thing. You're either going to have a massive loss or a massive win. And those wins, you know, if you do have them, they can go much higher than your losses because there's a stop loss automatically set on every single trade. So right before the day even starts, based off the pivot lines, you can calculate exactly what your max loss is going to be. We only let you lose two trades for the day. So you can say, okay, based off this pivot line, this pivot line, if I lose two trades today, I'm going to be down four grand. You can choose right then and there if you want to turn it on and off, but the upside's unlimited. If the market just runs and you hit both your pivot lines, you know, you're going to be making a lot of money and it can do unlimited trades on the upside. So where obviously that's, that is the mechanism. That's what the, the delivery is, yeah. but you're doing this as a business. So yeah, now how I'm does doing, that work? Yeah. So it's a software. So mm -hmm. literally like we're mm -hmm. not, we don't have a trader. Like we're not, we're not a fund. We're not collecting money. We're literally selling you a software license and you do whatever you want with it. Interesting. Yeah. So I've never seen anything like that, especially in this industry. They're mostly like funds where you send your money to some like unregulated brokerage and then they like manage your money. And uh, how many people are on that team? 
Uh, so right now the team uh, has 10 people on it right now and they hired me uh, basically just to work for them for marketing, but then I actually just bought into the business. Okay, so, they, so you bought equity in the business. Yeah, I bought equity. So I'm a 0.5% owner of the of the company. Uh, they were, they're raising right now, but their last round they got valued at 10 mil. Um, so yeah, so I'm hoping that, you know, they keep raising money and eventually get bought. So are you a, a W2 employee on the market? No, I, no? I'm, no, not okay, at all. Okay. Just 1099. Yep. So basically right now what I do is I made a VSL. Um, I use it every single day myself. I market it and then I sell the software as well. And I get paid commission for selling software. And so people that you made the VSL, are they using that VSL? Um, no, no, they, I'm like their number one guy right now. They're really low key. Like they just do all the backend stuff, super techie. They're, you know, software developers. So your VSL you made is to get people to get on a call with you. Correct. To then sell the I'm software. the point of contact. Everyone's coming through me. I know they do their own stuff with their own network, but it's very like face to face, yeah. like older Old people. School. Exactly. So I'm like their, the first new marketer guy that they, that they brought on. And is there also like a monthly thing? Are you guys getting any kind of recurring from it as so, well? Or? So, uh, right now we're actually ending this option starting tomorrow we were doing quarterly pricing on yearly contracts so like for a two contract software you're basically paying forty thousand. or if you don't want to put all that up front we have a 12k quarterly option that you could pay so you're paying eight grand more for that option but you know max downside you're only losing 12k if it doesn't work out um so yeah a lot of people opted for that option but the 12k plus what they're putting in the so that's all for them like 12k yeah. is the software cost that's all we touch yeah. we have no control of how much they're loading in but we have a recommended trading amount that they should put in there. Cool. If you're doing the 12K quarterly, you should be trading with 10 grand for two contracts. And we've never had uh, more than two losses in a row back to back. So like if you look, um, you know, 10K is way more than enough for a two contract software. Interesting. And uh, you, right now we've gone through three businesses, yeah. obviously. Um, you're a super smart dude. And you're obvious. I think if I had to guess your superpower is like attention, capturing attention, but also like the marketing side of things a lot, I think similar to what mine is as well. Yeah. What is your thought process on like, you know, do you ever feel like you're pulled into too many different directions with three different companies? If you had to choose, like, if you were going to put all your energy into one, do you have one? Or is your plan to like install leadership in different ones? Like what's the thought process on three? Because I know they are pretty complimentary, which yeah. is nice, right? So yeah. they almost like a flywheel, but uh, it's going to be difficult, obviously, as they scale to be so involved in every single one of them. For right? sure. I think I'm just, man, I'm just kind of going with wherever life takes me and I want one business. Yeah. I really do. Like I, I dream about just having one thing I'm super passionate about, but I think, you know, everything kind of comes and goes and everything's meant to be. And I think I will find that one. Uh, Leverage Lifestyle has been running for over two years now. Um, and yeah, I, the Bitcoin mining company has been a year and a half, but yeah, ideally I would like to bring it down to one, but these are all kind of my passions. It all yeah. fits in with my lifestyle and man, I'm not complaining. Like I don't have, I, I also want to be a billionaire as well. And I think I can get there sure. at some point in my life. But like you were saying earlier, like I'm just enjoying life. Like my lifestyle is so good. Like I work three, four hours a day. I work when I want to work. I take vacations when I want a vacation. I go to dinners all the time. Like I'm just living my leverage lifestyle. And currently these are the things I'm leveraging to live that lifestyle. Yeah. And I respect it. And there wasn't like a right answer to that. I yeah. was just kind of curious, uh, based off of even my experience, you know, my company portfolio companies, like th that kind of pulling us in a direction. And I think this is a great segue into one of the final things I want to talk about here, which is like your lifestyle and your priorities. And just for people that, that, uh, obviously didn't hear what, uh, Colin and I were talking about before we started rolling the mic, 
I was saying, you were asking me how my life was and I was just saying, you know, I've pretty much never been happier and I'm, I used to be obsessed with pretty much top line dollars. How much money can I make period? Yeah. And then over the past, I'd say six or 12 months as I've talked to more people and I think done some introspection, I've learned that I'm actually now more obsessed with dollar per hour. Like how can I work? quote unquote, as little as possible, even though I love what I do, so it's not really work, but also make the most amount of money, which kind of goes back to simplifying, you know, having multiple businesses, et cetera, et cetera. Sure. And I said, you know, if I make a billion dollars and it takes me 10 years or it takes me 20 years, like, you know, that other 10 years, what I could be sacrificing in my eyes could be like 10 years of really quality life versus like 10 years of absolutely grinding 70, 80, 90 hours a week. And that's how I've positioned my life here because I don't think a billion and 10 or a billion and 20 is going to have any kind of material effect. I mean, even where I'm at right now, pretty much every, I have a plane, you know, <laughs> all my expenses are covered. Yeah. So my question to you is like, you've, you do that really well as well. We were just talking about, you just, you went, you've been to Europe three times since the beginning of the year. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you travel in style. Is that what your thought process is? Is that, is, are you optimizing more for your time and like your day-to-day -day enjoyment or are you optimizing more for like building that legacy? Where's your thought process on a lot of this stuff? Yeah. So I think we're in a crazy time period right now to be alive. Uh, I believe that the dollar, the US dollar, the world reserve currency, I believe in our lifetime is going to shift to not being the world reserve currency anymore. And I believe we're either heading into, you know, a World War Three, uh, CBDCs. There's a lot, a lot of tyrannical things going on in the background that most people are not even aware of. And I, I'm hyper focused on that stuff. I, I understand where the world is going. And I'm basically optimizing for freedom and I'm optimizing to be set up for that time when that time comes. And I think it's going to be by 2030. A lot of things are going to be changing. Uh, so time and location freedom are like my number one priorities right now. Uh, Bitcoin was, that's all I focused on for the past two years, religiously stacking, putting every single dollar I made into it. Now I'm at a place where like, I just mine Bitcoin, um, but I'm not, you know, going and, and dumping all my money in Bitcoin anymore because I have enough. Um, so yeah, I think uh, right now my, my, my life choices all reflect uh, where I believe everything's heading in the next, I think by 2026 to 2030, uh, I think a lot of things are going to change as far as our money, uh, as far as where is safe to live. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of optimized for that and I'm ready to make moves and, you know, go with the flow. That's why with these businesses right now, they're all optimized for that lifestyle. Sure. So every single business is Bitcoin mining. It's making sure that you are getting passive income discreetly, no KYC under the radar and the best money of all time. Credit cards, literally we're, we're taking full advantage of the system. We're getting our free flights. We're getting signup bonuses. We're getting, you know, um, we're getting massive credit limits at 0% to invest in all of our businesses and assets. And then trading, the markets are crazy right now. Volatile. I want a piece of that. So like all this stuff is just based off what's happening in the world. So I'm super in tune with the truth of what's happening in history, uh, with the times that are changing. And, and that's kind of where my life is directed. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I think that's an awesome answer. And I don't want to obviously instill any kind of fear or panic with anybody, but like you had mentioned that a few kind of significant events, World War Three, uh, you know, uh, some kind of central currency by the banks. So when you say that you're optimizing for that outcome, is it that you're optimizing for what you, kind of what I'm hearing so far is like businesses that may not be affected or may even thrive in an outcome like that. And then also you mentioned kind of location freedom a little bit. So right yeah. now you're in Miami yeah. and uh, 
do you see yourself potentially living in a different country, a different state, something like that in the near future? Yeah. So my girl is Spanish. Uh, if I go live there for a year, I can get a Spanish passport. In Spain, obviously. Yeah, in Spain. Okay. Yep. Um, so yes, I plan on doing that shortly. Uh, I have my spot in Miami, but I rent everything. Mm-hmm. I, I own other properties, but they're Airbnbs, long-term rentals. So I, I don't have anything tying me back down. So when shit hits the fan, I need to go somewhere, I'm out. Um, so yeah, and I always have at least a million points for travel to, to spend. Uh, and yeah, I'm super optimized with the travel hack. So I'm always on the go. I'm always traveling. I love Miami, but if I had to leave tomorrow, I could no problem. Um, so yeah, I think, uh, I think that's kind of where my head's at with, you know, where, where the world's going. And the, you mentioned your girlfriend. I love talking to guys that have girlfriends or wives or stuff like that. Yeah. You know, I guess this will play into my last question here, which is around like the travel and your business and your girlfriend and your business, you know, are all those things conducive to each other? Do you notice there's a trade off between like, you know, it's paying attention to your girlfriend this time businesses, maybe you don't have to pay attention to the business or you don't pay attention to the business. I, I just, those are always things that I had questions yeah. about when I was starting my business uh-huh. and I was like, so bullheaded, like, Girlfriend and travel equals like bad, you can't do business, right? And I wish someone had kind of told me that. I'm not saying that if I didn't have a girlfriend, I didn't travel, I wouldn't have my business be further. I think that probably if I devoted like, you know, 50% more of my time to the business, it would grow. But it kind of goes back to that trade off that we talked about earlier. So, like, what is your thought process around that? Yeah. So, actually, my girlfriend, when I met her, I was not anywhere where I'm at now. Like I did not have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, I lived the rich lifestyle. She <laughs> thought I was rich cause I had all the travel hacks and yeah. stuff. Uh, but realistically I probably had maybe 30 K in the bank when I met her and I was just sending it, just traveling the world, doing <laughs> the travel hacks. You know, you can live that lifestyle pretty sure. easily, especially if you have income coming in, you're just spending it as you go. And right when I met her, man, I went all in with her. She like, she's from Spain and I, and I flew her in on a trip and then after that, I was like, yeah, like, you're not going home. Like, what? How did you meet her? Um, so I met her in Bali. And okay. my, my first day in Bali was her last day in Bali. And wow. we came across each other. And I literally got her Instagram within that one minute. And then I just kept DMing her like when she left the next day. And uh, six months go by, COVID's happening. And I'm like, hey, like, I see you're trapped in Spain right now. And you know how Europe was when yeah. that shit started. Crazy. So I'm watching her on TikTok, like, dance and stuff every day. And I'm just like, damn, like, I got to get this girl out of here. And so I, I hit her up. I'm like, hey, have you ever been to Tulum? Because Tulum was like the only place yeah, like open. open. Everybody it was, was going Dubai to Tulum. and Tulum. Yeah, everyone was going it. to Tulum. So I was in Tulum <laughs> with my friends. We rented a villa on the beach. Credit class just started. We're making a bunch of money. And they're flying girls in. And I'm just like fuck like i want to fly this one girl in you got like they they met her in bali as well or they knew about her from my stories and they're like colin why don't you fly that girl in from bali and i just was like all right i'll try it out so i had to convince her mom on a facetime to let her come to bali because her mom remembers me from that night and i was kind of drunk because it was oh, so first. she was there with her family she was there with her mom oh, backpacking wow. in bali oh that's and I, cool and i ran into her at a pizza shop like after a big day party that i was at wow so she was about to head home and start packing and leave and her mom like convinced her to just go and get a slice of pizza for their last night. And that's when I met her. Crazy. And I, and I 
offered her mom a drink and I offered Noemi a drink. I bought Noemi's drink and I forgot her mom's. So her mom <laughs> remembered on FaceTime and she's like, you're not going anywhere. Like she took Noemi's wow. passport and I literally had to convince them with, you know, Jack McCall. Yeah. I was with him at the time and uh, we had to literally sit there and convince uh, the mom that we were like, good guys, we're going to take care of Did you Did you speak English well or were you? Barely. Okay. Like it was broken, especially Noemi back then. It was like broken English. Wow. Oh, even her too? Even her. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. She's gotten much better. Um, um, so anyway, within 30, like 30 hours, I convinced her uh, mom to give her the passport. I flew her and her best friend out and they landed. I picked them up and uh, that was that was pretty much it. Within like 24 hours, we were dating. And do you uh, <laughs> unbelievable uh, uh, welcome story? I, I love that. And so do you feel like and obviously there's no like it's good or bad, but how do you feel like having a girlfriend and running a business Dude, at the same time? Is it's changed my life really. like in, the, in the better way. I a hundred percent. I can I can attribute most of my money making success to her. Like how level headed I got. I like to have fun back then, and like you know, I was going out, you know, trying with different chicks. Just it's not. There's no substance to that life. Yeah. It, it slowly you start to realize like I need to get mature. I need to get a girl that cares for me and you know that that we can build something with. And that's what Noemi was for me. And literally since I met her, bro, I, I became a millionaire in the next like eight months or something. Wow. Yeah. And I did not have much going on before her. So I had to send her mom something, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know, right? Well, <laughs> I, I've definitely taken care of her mom a few times. She she likes me now, so that's, that's good. good. Uh, but yeah, man, having a girlfriend for me. Uh, especially someone that like, I, I truly love my girl. And, uh, I think it's been an absolute game changer with business, with focus, with just not, you know, caring about things that don't matter anymore, especially at our ages. I don't know. What, what are you? 28? I 20, just turned 29. That was 29, trip. Was, yeah. 29, 26. Like there, there comes to a point where you have to grow up and, uh, you know, yes, you can go be a bachelor your whole life, but I've found that, that life gets pretty depressing for me. Um, you know, when I, when I just want to chill and have a nice dinner and, and not drink alcohol and stuff, like I'm having a great time with my girlfriend. You can't really do that on dates. You want to always drink. You got to pay more. You got to go douchey. You got to go on Tinder. Like, it's just not for me as an entrepreneur. I, I found that it's, it's just a much better life having someone that, you know, I truly care for, for the long term. Yeah. I think that's really well said. And, and you know, I, there's a lot of content out there about like single guys and the bachelor lifestyle. And then there's a lot of content about like married guys and mm. that, but like there's, I noticed there's not a whole lot of content about successful guys with girlfriends and yeah. like that kind of, that, like yeah. that kind of in between of those two stages where before, like, just like you, I was living the bachelor lifestyle. I was probably being a little bit of a degenerate. And then after, obviously <laughs> yeah. in the future, I want to be married, but that kind of in between stage. And I, I mirror everything that you said. And I actually made a YouTube video on like my thoughts on relationships. I saw and that. that exact. Yeah. And that was like one of the most intimate YouTube videos I've ever made, but I uh, couldn't agree more. I, yeah. I talked to some of my single friends here and you know, it's like they're doing like four dates in a weekend or in four days. I'm like, dude, how do you even get anything else done in your life? You it's know what I mean? too much. It's man. exhausting. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm on the same page with you. I think we have a very similar thing with our girlfriends, too. Like my girlfriend has an office yeah. in our house. She creates content. I help her with her business stuff. We mastermind together. Uh, it's just, it's a beautiful, you know, relationship where you can both grow together and you're both feeding off each other's energy and lifting each other up. I mean, I love it. That's, that's the way to go in my opinion. Epic man. Colin, awesome, awesome podcast. Dude. Thank you so much for coming on here. It means a whole lot to me. Um, people that are listening to this right now, they want to learn about either the credit or the, the coaching or the Bitcoin or the algo for trading. Yeah. What's the best place people can find you? Yeah. Just Colin Yerkeson on Instagram, um, YouTube, 
Twitter, TikTok, all Colin Yerkerson. Awesome. We'll Dude. drop it in the show notes down below, and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Thanks for having me, bro.